Good morning, Riverside, and we want to welcome you to Mother's Day 2020. It looks a lot different than other Mother's Days that we've had around here, but I just want to take a moment and I want to honor every mother that is watching today, but I also want to honor every woman, every woman that has longed for a baby and does not have that baby in their arms, and those that have carried and lost babies. We want to honor you today because you are mothers, and we want to honor all of those who have a mother's heart, whether you mother people around you and you nurture people around you that don't have that in their, in their lives. So we want to honor all women today that are mothers and have a mother's heart. So happy Mother's Day to all of you. Um, you know, we've heard so many terms during the season, essential workers, um, social distancing, shelter in place, quarantine and self-isolation. Things that are just becoming normal vocabulary to us these days. Each one brings different thoughts, different opinions and consequences if we don't abide. You know, one night, about two weeks into all of this, I had what I call a um, quarantine break, a breakdown, if you will, and I became very, very emotional. And in that moment, I realized that I had been put face to face, up close and personal with everything that was going on inside of me. My insecurities, my hurts, my failures, my fears, my anxious thoughts, my depression, all of the things that in regular life when we're so busy we can filter and we can mask and shove down deep inside. You see in Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10, and this is the message version and I love this version of this verse. It says, the heart is hopelessly dark and deceitful, a puzzle that no one can figure out. But I, God, search the heart and examine the mind. I get to the heart of the human. I get to the root of things and I treat them as they really are, not as they pretend to be. You see, he can't deal with who we pretend to be. He has to get to the root of who we are. And this can be such a scary place, such an unknown place for us. You see, we went on an adventure last week um, to the car wash. We had to get creative during this quarantine. And as we pulled up, we paid and it said to put it in neutral, take your foot off the pedal and just wait, and it will pull you in. And you can't see where it has taken you. And Michael even said, I hate this. I can't see where we're going. I can't see the end of it. It was dark in there. And in the midst of this though, the car was being washed. It was being scrubbed. It was being buffed, waxed and dried. We got the, the works until it was shiny and clean. And you get to the end and then you see the green light to go. You saw the end. And I know we've all felt some of this during the season, scared of the unknown. We can't see what's in front of us. We are in neutral just letting this thing pull us through. And I've had an overwhelming amount of peace during this season. In the midst of that breakdown, it was unexplainable how his arms came and wrapped themselves around me during that time when I decided I was gonna put it into neutral. I was gonna let him take me through this. The God who is able to do more than we can ask or imagine, I was gonna let him see me to the other side. Some of those terms we talked about earlier, they have been teaching me through this. And I wanna take some of those life things, and if you know me in life, I like to take things, and I do make them spiritually, spiritually 
applicable because I think it fires me up and it pushes me forward. And I think that's how God teaches me, just as he did in the Bible he taught with parables. He teaches me through things that we go through. And number one is I want you guys to know that you are essential. You see, my job title for the past 19 years has been hairstylist, a job that I've loved and has brought me clients that I love, and I missed them dearly in this time. We've been considered non-essential during this time. Some clients and some of your hair would maybe say we are essential, but the government says we are non-essential. But a huge thing that I found while in this shelter in place is that I am essential. In job terms, no. But in life, yes. In my home, as a wife, as a mother, as a pastor's wife, walking some people through this, as a friend, as a daughter, etc., etc., whatever hat you wear, we are essential. I am essential to this world and for each other. It looks so different than we've ever known. You know, I've experienced the feelings of not measuring up when it comes to all those hats that I mentioned, all of those that I wear, but I'm choosing in this season to wear the hat of essential, that I am Rachel, the chosen daughter of God, and I'm going to be all that he has called me to be, even in the midst of a dark season. You are essential. He's calling you to be essential in your home, in your church, which is not the building, it's the people to your community, to your friends, family, and to God who is using you to do what he asks of you. There are days when we will lay down at night feeling defeated, but man, I'm so thankful for his grace and his mercy that wraps around me like a blanket and wakes me up every day to start over. In Lamentations 3, through 23, it says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercy never cease. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. And in Galatians 6, 9, it says, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So keep loving those people around you. Keep correcting those kids in love. Keep guiding, because blessing will come even if we don't see it right now. We are essential because we are chosen. 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are not like that. You are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people. Now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. You are essential. Another term we've used during this is shelter in place. And as most of you who would know me by now, I love looking up definitions of phrases and words and all of that thing because I feel like it pours a little bit more perspective onto things. And I looked up shelter in place and its meaning, and it means to seek safety within. I love that, to seek safety within. The next passage I'm going to read is one that I hold dear to my heart. We based a whole conference in 2019. Bloom Conference 2019 was wrapped around this whole passage of scripture, which has kind of carried a lot of us through this. But I want to read it this morning in Psalm 91. 
Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night nor the arrow that flies by the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, those evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see the wicked are, how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so that you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. And I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. So my question to you is, where are you seeking shelter? Seeking means in search of. Are you in search of the one who will give you a shelter like no other? I know we have seen or may have been the people who do not shelter in place as directed. We get bored, we get hungry, we get lonely, so we do what is not necessarily recommended. And the same can happen spiritually. He says in his word to find shelter in me and I will give you rest. So when you are bored, where are you seeking shelter? When you're hungry, where are you seeking shelter? Who are you seeking when you're anxious and when you're lonely? Who are we seeking? You see, we tend to go our own way and do our own thing, which can only lead to destruction. I don't know about you, but I want to seek shelter under his wings at all times, not even just in this season but I want to be under his wings at all times. I want to take refuge in him and seek after that unexplainable peace. Shelter in place. Where is that place for you? Is it under his wings? Is it in his word? The next thing I'm going to share about, I talked a little bit about on Facebook Live, but I want to expand on it a little bit more. Social distancing and isolation. You know, I talked about how Jesus practiced social distancing a few times in scripture. In Luke 22, 39 through 46, it says, Then accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went as usual to the Mount of Olives, where he told them, Pray that you will not give in to temptation. He walked away about a stone's throw away, maybe six feet, and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. He prayed more fervently, and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell, like, fell to the ground like drops of blood. At last, he stood up again, returned to the disciples, only to find them asleep. Exhausted from the grief. Why are you sleeping, he asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. You see, yes, he went a stone's throw away, six feet, in the midst of the most agonizing time of his life here on earth. 
the moment he asked that this cup be taken from him, the moment that he asked the Father, do I really have to do this? His most anxious time here on earth. But he distanced himself to be with the Father. And it says the angels came and strengthened him during that time. But I want to look at something a little bit further. In verse 45, after his time with the Father, he comes out to find the disciples fast asleep. One version says, can you not even stay awake an hour? He's saying, why are you asleep? Get up and pray. You see, the disciples were on the edge of the greatest moment of all time, yet they fell asleep. They dozed off in the midst of it. They missed the moment. What could have been imparted into them if they had just stayed awake and if they had just prayed as he had asked them to? You see, I believe that God is doing something through this unprecedented time. And I don't want you to miss it. I know for me, he's woken me up to spend time with him, to spend time with the Father. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to come out of this and look back and think, why was I asleep? And why did I doze off during this? Why didn't I get out of this what I could have gotten out of it? I believe that God is asking us to wake up. There's more to us for us to do. You see, this season is just a diving board into the future of what God, God has for us as people and what God has for us as the church. I believe this is just the beginning. And today he's asking us, wake up. Can you just stay awake for one hour? Can you just see what I'm going to do? Because this could change history. This could change the history in your own life. This could be changing the trajectory of your life right now. Wake up. So today, I just want you to be encouraged that you are essential. You are needed in this church, which is the people, not the building. You are needed within your community. You are needed within your family. You are essential in your home and in life. Find your shelter in him. He is the only one that fulfill everything that you need. He's the one that will bring that unexplainable peace in so much unknown. He's the one that will come and cover you with his feathers is what the word says. And he will hold you during this time. Social distance with the father. Be a stone throw away. Listen, don't fall asleep. Wake up and find out what he wants to tell you during this time. We don't know when this is going to end. It could be soon. It could be later. We don't know. But find out what he's trying to tell you in the midst of this season. He's wanting your heart, the real you to deal with, like we talked about at the beginning. He can't deal with who you pretend to be. He can only deal with who you really are. He's wanting your heart, the real you with those places in you so he can do the greatest work through you. He wants to do his greatest work through you, but he has to do something in you first. Will you pray with me? Father, I thank you that you will take anything in this life and you will make it work for your good. And God, I pray right now for each and every person that is watching, God, I pray that you would open our eyes to see all that you would have us be in this season. 
that you would start working in the midst of our hearts in those places that we have shoved down and we have masked and we have filtered, God, that you would bring them out, God, that you would start dealing with them so that you can do your greatest work through us, God. I thank you for each and every person here. I thank you for each and every mother here that's, that's here and watching today, God. In your name I pray, amen. Riverside, we want to thank you for joining in today. We hope you have a very happy Mother's Day, and we'll see you next time.